The final book of the Bible, the New Testament book of Revelation, is unique out of the 27 books of the New Testament because it is apocalyptic literature. Rather than telling a straightforward story like the Gospels and the Acts do in recounting the life of Jesus and the early spread of the good news about him, or unlike the letters that the apostles wrote where they would lay out in carefully crafted and structured order arguments of giving key teachings for what it means to be a follower of Jesus in this day and age. Revelation instead paints a picture. It tells a story. It moves forward and then backward in time, or it'll depict the same event first from this angle and then from that angle, using imagery that is quite attention-grabbing and quite startling, so that when you get to read the book of Revelation, it seems very different from anything else that you've read in the Bible. And while the way Revelation speaks to us is different. What the book of Revelation says, the Jesus that Revelation reveals, is actually no different at all. What Revelation shows us is exactly what the story of the Gospels, the story of Acts, was about. What Revelation shows us is exactly what the apostles were teaching through those logical, carefully argued letters that they wrote, full of such rich, spirit-led teaching. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1 gives us one of my very favorite examples of this because it tells a story that sounds like something right out of a fantasy novel. But really, the story it's telling is the story of the Bible. The story of what God has been doing with his people all along, the story that our lives today are a part of. And by telling the story that way, it gives us a whole fresh perspective on the struggles that you and I face as followers of Jesus in this world. In Revelation chapter 12, the first verse begins, And a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations, with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1,260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated. And there was no longer any place for them in heaven. 
And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who's called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. See what I mean? That is unique among the different things that we read, certainly in the New Testament, but really in most of the Bible. Yet, the story it's telling is the story of the Bible. And John gave us ample clues to help us work that out. We may not be Bible scholars, but if we're students of the Bible, of God's Word, there's so much that we can be taught by here. That we can not only be taught by, but that we can be blessed by. Because who is the dragon, for starters? Well, John tells us clearly. That dragon, that serpent, is Satan. It's the devil who tempts and deceives and accuses. So then, if we have a devil whose purpose is to stop a son of man who would be caught up to go to God's throne and begin to reign, who would that child be? Well, that's Jesus, right? So what we have here is a picture then of really what the rest of the Bible is about, about how God has this purpose to bring into the world a Savior and King for us and how the devil is standing doing everything in his power to try to stop that from happening. And as you read the stories of our Old Testament, as you see how many times the whole plan came dangerously close to not happening, you can visualize the dragon looming, leering, waiting to devour that child. But as the Gospels show us, he failed. Because while Jesus died on the cross, on the third day he rose. He rose to reign in heaven. And we know from history that exactly what this depicts is what happened. 
When Jesus' prophecy about the destruction of Jerusalem came to pass, we see the devil raging against God's people, and yet those who truly belonged to the woman, those who had in their Jewish faith given their loyalty to Jesus as the one true Messiah, they heeded the signs of the times, they heard the warning of Jesus, and they weren't in the city of Jerusalem when it was destroyed. Yet the devil, having lost the great war in heaven, having already been cast down with Jesus as the clear, undisputed victor, still isn't ready to give up. He's still ready to make war, to rage, to throw a cosmic temper tantrum, to try to tear down and defeat and destroy those who Jesus would save. And that's where we are today. The sicknesses that you and I are confronted with, the workplace stresses that we're left to deal with, the pressures culturally and politically that make it hard for people to be followers of Jesus, the overt persecution in some parts of this world, which make it illegal to be a follower of Jesus. That, as it was in the book of Acts, as it was in the times of the apostles writing inspired letters to encourage the faithful to stay strong and endure, as John was doing with this revelation of Jesus. That's the dragon. Having already lost, but not going down quietly wanting to take as many of us from God as he can. So when you and I read Revelation chapter 12, we ought not be scared or confused, but we should allow it to help us visualize how unified the whole story of the Bible is in the person of Jesus, to visualize just what our struggles really are. Because whatever issue we might think it is, whatever flesh and blood we might feel like we're wrestling with, that's not actually it. There is a cosmic battle between good and evil underway. And while the devil has already lost, he has made it his purpose to take as many of us down with him as he can. And when you and I are feeling discouraged, when you and I are struggling, when you and I are under pressure, when you and I are at risk for becoming distracted or being led astray, we find ourselves in the middle of that battle. Yet in Jesus, we can have victory. In Jesus, we have hope to endure through those struggles, but we need to let him open our eyes. Because as we'll find out in the next chapter and in our next devotional, the dragon has some powerful, allies in his campaign against us.